Okay, we're in 1 John, in chapter 1. And there's some, uh, there's a point that has come up recently uh, that uh, I was talking to, I think it was you, Larry, about this, about the subject of life. Uh, God makes the distinction between the life which we have before we get born again and the life that we have in getting born again. He makes a distinction. Can, can any of you think of what that distinction is? What does he call this new life that we have? How does he describe eternal. it? Eternal. Yeah, it's eternal. So the one that we have before we got born again, that life is what? Temporary. Temporal, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's time limited. Uh, but this life that we have in Christ, being born again, is eternal. See, when somebody gets born into this world, say somebody just has a, a baby, just born just right this second, okay? That child has entered into this life. You know, they take their first breath, immediately they start crying. should be how signal of how wonderful this world is, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, so this child starts crying and it begins this life. Now, Everything that that child is exposed to can be a learning of what this life is all about, their temporal life, right? Uh, They realize that when they cry, mom feeds them, right? Uh, When they're tired, they cry, mom knows it, puts them down. You know, and this continues on for years, (laughs) you know, learning about your environment, right? Matter of fact, all the way... To the point that we physically die, that learning continues to go on, right? And we adapt ourselves to what we learn. Well, this new life we have in Christ is much the same, but it's a new kind of life. So it's all new learning is involved. See, when somebody believes on Jesus Christ, life really begins at that point because now they have a tap into the Creator, God Almighty, See, now they become his beloved, as the scriptures say, which means that God's love is funneled toward you. You know, he's looking for an outlet of his love. You're it! (laughs) Right? Because you are his beloved. He's looking for people to pour himself out to. You are a saint. You're a holy one now. See, in God's eyes, you are holy. You're not unholy. You're holy. See, you're filled with the gift of Holy Spirit as opposed to people that haven't yet believed on Jesus Christ who don't yet have that spirit. You're in a whole new category. So in this new category of this new life begins this learning adventure. And the more we gather in understanding what this new life is all about and seeing it in everyday living, the more we grow up in it. See, and this is the adventure that we're all on. First point is we've received this eternal life. In 1 John chapter 1, starting in verse 1, it says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. Concerning the word of life. Talking about from the beginning. See, from the beginning, they have gathered in this stuff about the eternal life. They have seen it. They've touched it with their hands. 
It's about this life. Verse 2, And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. So this life, this new kind of life, which is eternal. Now, eternal is a descriptive word. Eternal describes the word life. We get all hepped up about life being eternal. And rightfully so, because it is eternal. But that word just describes the life that we now have and that it's forever because it's eternal. But the point is, is that we have this new life, this new kind of life. So we can learn to experience things in light of this new life. What's the Father showing you in a situation? How does His word of life apply in this situation? Everything's new. Just like that new baby. Every experience that baby has is new. If it goes to a school for a first time, all those experiences at that school are new. Well, how about when you go to a new job? Physically, you're in that learning process as a physical person with a temporal life. So those things are new in that way. But it's also new because you have a new kind of life to filter everything through. How does your new life in Christ affect this new job? How do you function as an employee with this new kind of life? How's the Father working with you to apply His Word in that job because you have this new kind of life? See, this new life is all new. It's all new. And this is what was proclaimed by the apostles about this life. If you go to uh, Acts 20, or sorry, Acts 5. Acts 5. So this is what uh, they were told to do. This is a direct command. Okay, and this is what they were told to do in verse 20. Talking to the apostles, it says in verse 20, Go, stand, and speak to the people in the temple the whole message of this life. Now you think that God was talking about you know, their physical life? Tell them how to get new jobs, how to better their careers get better houses, you think he's talking about that kind of life? Or could it be eternal life? See it? They were told directly to speak the whole message of eternal life. This life that we have in Christ. Because God knows that as his word about this new life gets out, as people that are called to this life, they hear those words, it's going to ring in their heart and they're going to be drawn more and more to this life. But it's going to ring a, a chord or strike a chord in their heart because they're the called of God. You know, I'm reminded of that Jeremiah 15, 16, where Jeremiah said, uh, Thy words were found and I did eat them because thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart because I'm called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. See, we who are called by God's name, that word of God does something for us. It becomes the joy and rejoicing of our heart. That's what we joy at. See, this is what God designed to happen with his word. 
This word of eternal life causes these effects within God's people. So God has given us a new life in Christ, and everything's new in light of having this life. If we don't understand what we're doing in light of our eternal verities, we've got a lot to learn regarding that situation we're in. See, we go through a situation. Is it in light of what God says is true in Christ? If we adapt our thinking to that, even to that introductory thought, that situation becomes brand new. You know why? Because if it's a challenging situation, you know now that you're not alone. If it's a challenging situation and you're lacking something, you know that in Jesus Christ, we are completely complete. You are lacking nothing in Him. It's a new way to handle that situation, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Instead of praying to God, hoping that He hears you, oh God, please hear my prayer, we know that in this new life, it says that God's ears are always open to the righteous, and you're righteous in Christ. He always has His ear open to you. That changes the way I'll pray about a situation. I'm not asking God to hear my prayer. I'm thanking Him that He's given me all things in Christ and just abundantly blessed and rejoicing in my heart, thinking in terms of that I am completely complete in Christ regarding the situation. I lack nothing. It's a whole different perspective. See it? It's really great. Get in an accident, you know, with your car, uh, any kind of accident for that matter. Are you ever alone? Has not God made you His very own, His beloved? What's he going to do in this situation? See, everything's new. Mm -hmm. Everything's brand new, just like that little baby with physical life. Everything can be new. What's the perspective of this new life in Christ regarding the situation? And that's the way we can learn more and more to approach every situation that we're in. See, what is true in this new life we have in Christ? How's that going to affect the situation? And pretty soon, instead of being anxious regarding the situation, we're now like, whoa, okay, I wonder what God's going to pull off with these riches in Christ. He's already dealt with it 2,000 years ago, made it to where I have no lack. How's this situation going to get resolved? See it? You can see how today, the teaching today could easily build on last Friday, you know, where uh, God has given His Spirit to us, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, right? Daddy, the one who's uh, uh, made us his children you know he's so concerned about us more than we are about ourselves so what is god going to do with that situation that you're in right now or the one you're going to be dealing with tomorrow because you have a brand new life a whole new perspective to deal with that thing according to you could think of it like uh you know if you're given a job to do you've got to build a fence and you have a hammer and nails Okay, that's all you've got. You don't have a level to make sure those posts are level. Uh, you don't have enough wood to build this fence. Uh, you have the, half of the amount of wood that you need, but somehow you're supposed to go build this fence. Okay, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what, how to support the fence. You don't have any uh, cement to build you know, fence posts uh, you know, to make them strong and firm. And you, you don't know what to do. You don't have the supplies. So you're trying to figure this out, and it could cause you to be a little anxious. How about if somebody says, oh, I heard you're trying to build a fence. I just built this, uh, started this fence, and I didn't like it. So I have all these fence posts and all these supplies to build a fence, more than you'll need. You know, you can have them if you want. And by the way, I have all the tools to build this fence, too. 
So all you need to do is build the fence with all my supplies and all my tools that I've given you. And that's essentially what God's done for us in Christ. So what happens to the anxiety about trying to build a fence, right? You, now you have all the supplies that you needed, that you need, all the tools that you need. Everything's taken care of. That's like how we approach every situation in Christ. God's given us the tools. He's given us the resources. He just says, children, go. Know who you are. Walk into the situation knowing that you have this new life. And watch what's going to happen now. Because you're tapping into now my resources instead of your own. Yours are limited. Mine are unlimited. There's a better choice in this situation. <laughs> right? There's definitely a better choice. So we have a new life in Christ. And this is what the apostles proclaimed. This is what we are about today. This is what every Christian church is to be about. What God has given us in Christ, our new life in Christ. So we're learning day by day how to apply this new life in Christ to a situation, how to think according to this new life in Christ regarding a situation. As we do that, we will grow. And this is ultimately what happens with uh, what happened with the ministry of the apostles in the first century. This is what happens today, wherever this new life in Christ is ministered to God's people. God has two things in His heart regarding people. Two things only. Okay, you Go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. It just tells you flat out right here. 1 Timothy chapter 2, what those two things are. It even uses the word desire, that God's desire is here twofold for mankind. It's twofold. So starting in verse 3 of 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 says, This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So God's desire is twofold. For all men to be saved, to believe on Jesus Christ, born again of God's Spirit, that's number one, and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. This come to the knowledge of the truth, uh, this word knowledge means a precise, experiential, precise knowledge. So in other words, God wants all to be saved and to fully experience the truth. Interesting. So how do you fully experience the truth? You are a new creation in Christ. That's the truth. How do you fully experience that? See, you are completely complete in Christ. How do you fully experience that point? See, this is God's desire. So do you think he says, okay, I've given you the Bible. Figure it out on your own. No. <laughs> no. He gave us his spirit to work within us to grow into a full experiential knowledge of the truth. We're all in a process here. If we've gotten born again, then this process has just begun for us. Now we're in the process of point number two, fully experiencing the truth. So how's the truth going to affect that next situation you're dealing with? When you leave tonight, you know, it's you and this new life in Christ getting into your car. It's new and this new life in Christ moving a couch. It's new, you and this new life in Christ dealing with that job tomorrow. See, how is your new life in Christ going to affect that situation? That point right there is how you fully develop into the truth. You fully develop into it. 
See, God wants us to do this. And this is what the Apostle Paul's ministry was about. This is what the original apostles were about. And this is what we're to be about today. What is the ultimate in here? This is what Paul said in Colossians chapter 1. And we'll close here. This is what God wants for all of his people. He doesn't say join a certain church. He doesn't say read your Bible for so much time a day. Listen to tapes. Listen to CDs. Listen to MP3s, whatever your gig is today. Uh, He doesn't say to do all these things. But what he does say is get steeped in the truth. Allow the truth to get in you and so develop you according to the truth that you fully experience the truth. Wow to fully experience the truth. Just take this one point alone, oneness with the Father, that you are one with God as your Father, one with Him. His resources are your resources, your resources are His resources. His authority, He's given to you to carry out His will here upon earth. You're one with the Father. Mm -hmm. To fully develop into that. I don't know about you, but I have a long way to go to develop into that one point alone. I'm looking forward to this. I, you know, if Jesus Christ doesn't come back for 200 years and I can live that long, it's going to be an exciting time. Because just think, just think of how much God can teach us of being one with Him in every situation where all His resources are now being utilized by someone who knows they've got it and takes advantage of what God wants them to take advantage of. All this new life in Christ and they're putting that to action in their life. How far will God take us with this? Really exciting. Really exciting. He's given us this privilege. Just think. I don't think it's a coincidence you're here tonight. At all. Hearing this. I don't think it's a coincidence God put this on my heart when somebody prayed to teach this. Because I had a whole different teaching lined up. Having looked at this paper once, didn't need it because we're not on this subject. I don't think this stuff's a coincidence. I think you and I needed to be here tonight. Me included. I need to hear this stuff again. Just think about it. We have a new life in Christ. And God is developing us into His fullness. The fullness of the truth. Wow! I just think, wow, you know, it's not about Sunday meetings or Friday night meetings for that matter. (laughs) Any other meetings. It's about this truth living in us. If the meetings help, well, praise God for the meetings. If they don't help, well, maybe you shouldn't be at the meeting. See, it's not about joining a group. It's about being joined to the group, the body of Christ, and being about the truth, not, you know, certain church doctrines, certain church ideas, our own ideas about life and living. It's about the truth. See, the truth. In uh, Colossians 1, uh, starting in verse 27, it says, To whom, you know, the people of the world, the the Gentiles, this... uh, and his saints, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse 28, we proclaim him. Paul's saying we're proclaiming Christ. We're proclaiming him. Why? Look, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, or in all wisdom, so that, so that tells you the purpose. The purpose. Why is he proclaiming Christ? Why is he admonishing and encouraging the brethren? Here's why. So that, so that we may present every man complete in Christ. Complete means mature, fully mature. The goal, 
is not just to get the world born again. Many, if you go to get, if you're a missionary in the United States of America to get people born again, you've got your work cut out for you. First, you've got to find somebody, right? And then uh, you've got to reach them with this gospel that they've been hearing around them, maybe for as long as they're in the United States anyway, for the most part. You see crosses at every, every third corner. Every corner in the Bible Belt, <laughs> right? They're all over the place. People know about the cross. They know about this person that lived 2,000 years ago that died for something called the sins, which they know very little about, but at least they've heard the message. Mm -hmm. But what needs to happen is people need to fully mature in the truth. This is where ministry work, in the United States especially, is very, very much needed. And if somebody allows the truth to grow in them, like we're talking about here, God will develop them into... Uh, well, <laughs> to say the least, a very powerful minister. You might not, you might not want a minister. Oh, yes, you will. It, God, as the truth gets in an individual, they become the truth. They allow the truth into them to the point they're developed by it. It makes them a minister. Uh, I don't want to scare you or anything. Uh, uh, minister, <laughs> minister is just a servant. But if you're steeped in the ways that are in Christ, God's ways, then you're conditioned to serve that to others. It's the greatest thing going because you get the privilege of bringing that new life to somebody else. And you can't give something you don't have. You know, if anybody in this room, unless something I don't know, tries to go out and give somebody the measles, they're going to have a tough time doing it. You know why? We don't have the measles. <laughs> Somebody that doesn't have new life in Christ and doesn't know about it, they can't give that to others. But as you grow in it, you become a resource for the Father to reach out to others. See? You become a wealth for the world, a light, as somebody prayed earlier, you know, to this dark world. You know, the salt of the earth, the light of the world. We become God's dream in living manifestation. Man that God has gone through all that he's gone through to take us here. And Paul says, we're proclaiming Christ. Christ. What he came to do, what he accomplished, reality in him, Christ. So that every man would be mature in Christ. And this is a big part of the ministry work today. So this is what we've been doing here for years. <laughs> and you guys have been doing that too, as God keeps opening these doors. So praise God that this stuff happens, but... Uh, you know, the biggest part is to really know that we have a new life in Christ and to continue to get developed by it. And as you get developed by it, God will just open doors. He'll just open doors. It's not about door-to-door -door witnessing. Uh, God might inspire you to go door-to-door -door witnessing. But if he tells you to go door-to-door -door witnessing, then go. You know, but God, he'll just, as you get his word into you, you'll know what to do. More and more and more, you'll know what to do in a given situation. That's very, very exciting. This is the only way... God designed life to be lived, one with Him. And that's how to do it, is with the truth. That's why Paul preached Christ so that every man would be matured in Christ. You know, this, isn't just, this can't be He's proclaiming Christ. In other words, oh, yeah, Jesus Christ died and was raised from the again. You watch that person grow and grow and grow. Tell somebody else, Jesus Christ died and was raised from the dead. You watch that person grow. No, it has to be more to it than that, and there is. To preach Christ is to preach that new life that came through Christ. That's why 
we started with 1 John 1, we pro, uh, you know, that we're making known this life, this eternal life, and the words of this life. Yeah, thank you. See it? It's very, very exciting. And what a, what a thrill God has dropped in our lap. You know, it's just a thrill that he's done this for us. So it's a great thing. So that's a little bit. Uh, I just got all churned up about sharing that when I heard that, whatever it was, a prayer and a manifestation followed that after. So very exciting. We have a new life in Christ.